Welcome to Daring to Be Happy with Leela B, the podcast that invites you to show up, play big, be courageous, and inspire you that through meditation you can find peace and live happy. Lean in. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Am I asking you questions? Look over there. Okay. Hello. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> this is Lily. Me and Lily just met, but I can already tell she's great. And not Thanks. just because our names are practically the same. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And Lily has a question. I do. And the question is, how can you meditate while you're on the road? Right. Yes. And what type of meditation have you been doing? So I've been doing guided meditations online, but obviously not, you can't get Wi-Fi everywhere. Yeah. And so unless you download something, you might not have something to guide mm. you through it. And I find it a little bit difficult just to sit and um, try to not think of anything while I haven't got something to keep me going. Mm-hmm. So, but I think on the road, it is important like to have that bit of time and space and that downtime. So Yes. Yeah, and because we were talking about how, yeah, sometimes you don't have you have very little time on your own. Yes. Right. And right. I've like I've been on the road almost three months now, and I that is something I have definitely yeah noticed. Yes. Is particularly when you're staying in hostels like this beautiful hostel that we're in right now, even though they're lovely and spacious and private. Yes. You're still never actually no alone. No, that's right. Mm. I almost thought I was going to be alone last night. Oh, really? Yeah, because that one other roommate left, oh. and I didn't know if anyone else was arriving. Oh. And then there was four people arrived, which is great. It's fine. It's no problem. But I was like, oh, this could be my night. Yeah, this could be my it. night to be alone. 12-bed dorm. Yeah. All for me. All for me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I think we can definitely help you with that. Good. I've got a few ideas yeah. on what might help. Yeah. But I'm going to leave you to finish getting ready and okay. go out and enjoy your evening. And Thank when you wake you. up in the morning, there'll be a beautiful answer ready and waiting Yay. for you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it was nice to have a question. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so I'm actually just got back from having dinner with Lily. We just had a beautiful meal at this lovely restaurant that originally... When I saw, I said, oh, no, we can't go in there. It's really fancy. And it was really fancy for a Bali restaurant. But actually, the prices were just the same as all the other Bali restaurants and cafes. But the service was amazing. And it even had giant bunny rabbits jumping around. So I don't know how they do that when there's so many Bali dogs about It's been great getting to know Lily and everything that we talked about tonight was like talking to a mirror. And I always think it's so special when you meet those people who seem to be the perfect reflection and reminder of yourself. So just before I answer Lily's question and other news this week... In the adventures of Bali, I got assaulted by a monkey. We were down in the southern part of Bali in Uluwatu at this amazing temple called uh, Tanalot, I believe. But there was a lot of monkeys there and 
as we were walking around and taking in the beautiful view, people kept saying, hold on to your possessions, hold on to your sunglasses, watch out for the monkeys. And I had my sunglasses on my face, so I thought that was a reasonable place to put them in terms of looking after them. But I turned my back on the monkeys for one second, and all of a sudden I felt something on my shoulder and on my head, and there was a monkey there, and he basically jumped on my head, reached down, ripped my sunglasses off my face, and then took off with them. And a moment later, he was chewing on them, and they were in his mouth, and someone was trying to distract the monkey so they could get the sunglasses off him. But almost instantly, I was like, nope, I don't need my sunglasses back, not if they've been in his mouth. That is quite okay. I just, it's the moment it happened, while it was frightening for a second, I was more than happy to surrender my sunglasses. Not that I was more than happy just to let go of the sunglasses. I wasn't happy with the monkey, particularly, but I was happy to just let the sunglasses go. And yeah, so there's just a funny little side story. I'll post a photo in the show notes of the monkey with my glasses. So let's get back to Lily's question of talking about how do you meditate when you're traveling and how do you maintain your meditation when you're traveling. And definitely without meditation, I don't think I would have been quite so relaxed about the whole monkey situation. So Lily was talking about the fact that she mainly uses guided meditations, that she finds them easier than simply being left to her own own devices and sitting in silence so I do know that yeah a lot of guided meditation apps do require a wi-fi connection and you might not always have access to wi-fi when you're traveling one quick solution that I did find was that if you do have a spotify paid subscription I know that that means you can save and download music to listen to offline and there are guided meditations and guided meditation podcasts available on Spotify unfortunately mine is not one of those at this moment but I can recommend mini meditations Shell Hamilton and that is on Spotify so do check that out and you may find that there are some other ways that you can access and download your favorite guided meditations if anyone's got any ideas or knows of anything like that then do comment and let us know but outside of the guided meditations don't be afraid to simply close your eyes in public even at the risk of looking a little weird and you really can meditate anywhere and I don't even think that people notice that much any day or think much of it I think it's becoming so normal and commonplace so you can meditate on the bus or on the train or in a waiting room or by the pool obviously but in public spaces like in parks and in churches and we had Gomata on earlier this week and she talked about how she was filling in all those downtimes that already existed in her day like sitting on public transport 
which she used to meditate. And even recently, I have meditated in a park in Barcelona, across the road from the Sagrada Familia. We, a few of us, went together to a beautiful church, and we sat there and meditated for half an hour together. And you can obviously also still meditate sitting up in your bed at the start or the end of the day, any time of the day you like, really. And that's where I do the majority of my meditation is sitting in bed. And it doesn't matter if my bed is a bunk bed in Bali or my super cozy, luxurious full bed at home. And then the other thing we talked about with Lily was that how when you're traveling, it can sometimes be difficult to get proper alone time and proper silence time. And I just want to dispel the myth right now that you do not need silence in order to meditate. You need to let this notion go, just like I needed to let go this needing to have silence in order to even record this podcast. Even now, sitting inside in a dorm room, there is Uh, air conditioning noises if I sat outside you'd be able to hear crickets and frogs and that constant chatter and it's almost easier I find sometimes if there is a lot of noise it becomes like white noise and that becomes kind of a form of silence in itself and particularly when you're traveling in foreign countries people talking in the language that you don't understand doesn't really affect my peace at all when I'm trying to meditate I can quite easily tune it out and yeah it becomes like that white noise and my next guest who's going to be on next week on Monday is uh, I'm very excited actually is going to be with best-selling Hay House author Sandy Newbigging and he's going to go into a little bit more detail about this but I just want to briefly touch on it when you notice that there's a lot of sound and that there's not a lot of silence just see quietly if you can listen to the silence in which that sound exists within I'll say that again just see if you can notice the silent space in which the sound exists And like I said, Sandy's actually going to talk about this in a little more detail next week. But just have a play with that in the meantime over the next couple of days. So the other thing I've noticed particularly when you don't have a lot of space in which to be alone, when you don't have a lot of physical silence, Is that a word? Can we say that? Do those words go together? Physical silence? I don't know. But I think you know what I mean. Is the other thing is just make maybe a little bit more effort when you're traveling to do the activities that regularly bring you peace, especially when you're feeling out of your comfort zone or out of your routine, which can often be the case when when you're traveling. So one of the things that I've started to do is, particularly in the last few weeks while I've been in Bali, is I've been doing a lot more yoga than I typically do. I am a bit of a lazy yogi, 
and at home I'm lucky if I go to yoga once a month. But I've been trying to go most days in the last couple of weeks. One, because the yoga is cheap here and there's a huge selection of yoga studios and classes to pick from. But I've been doing mainly mixture of aerial yoga, which I'm really doing just for fun, and then a lot of yin and restorative, which I particularly love because I can basically meditate during those entire classes. And that's great if I've been finding it hard to find space in which to do that. And the other day I even fell asleep in a restorative yoga class. And it was the best. It was so great. I I heard the, the teacher say something and I opened my eyes briefly and everyone was moving into the next position. But they didn't look like they'd been in the position that I was still in. So I think I missed maybe one or two. But it was, I loved it. It was amazing. So if you can do active things that bring you into that state of calm, whether it's yoga or running or hiking or spending time in nature, although I don't recommend spending time with monkeys, whether it's riding a motorcycle or surfing or skiing, just I think when sometimes when you're traveling, it's good to make some of that stuff maybe a higher priority than you do at home, like I said, like I do for myself. And then if you are used to guided meditations and you find sitting in silence difficult, then there are some options and some techniques out there that you can do on your own that aren't that hard. Uh, The first is simply closing your eyes and counting your thoughts for about 30 seconds or so. Seriously, we could all do this right now, just for a moment. Just close your eyes. Now just count your thoughts as you notice them running through your mind. Slowly open your eyes. So how many thoughts did you have? Three, ten, twenty thoughts. Don't worry about the answer. It's not actually important. In fact, I'd be more impressed if you had more thoughts because that actually tells me that you were really paying attention. I can almost guarantee that you had more thoughts than what you actually were able to count. And I bet there were some voices in your head that sounded so much like you that you didn't even notice that they were actually thoughts. So you can count your thoughts. You can also watch your breath or control your breath. If you know of any pranayana exercises that are common in yoga, like alternate nostril breathing or fire breathing, then they're great, but there's also a really simple technique that's basically just called 478 breathing, and it was developed by a Harvard guy called Dr. Andrew Wheel. All you need to do for that is you breathe in through your nose for the count of four, you hold your breath for the count of seven, and then you exhale through your mouth for a count of eight. And if you do even just three or four cycles of that breathing, that is enough that it activates your parasympathetic nervous system. That's what gets us out of that fight and flight 
mode and it starts to create calm and relax your nervous system. And the final thing you can do is you can download my pink light technique. It's an MP3, so you can download it to your computer or your phone. And I've got a few other meditation recommendations over at leelabee.life forward slash top tips. So yeah, I do suggest you check them out. And also when you are traveling, don't be afraid to call home every now and again and ask for help and I've had to do that a few times on this trip Unfortunately, Wi-Fi has been abundantly available everywhere I've been even in places like Bali there is free Wi-Fi in most cafes and restaurants and a sim card here cost me five dollars and gave me seven giga data which is more than ample for one month so I've been able to make Facebook calls to my family and Sometimes all you need is just that familiar ear to talk to and to listen to and to make things feel a little bit less anxiety-ridden or scary. And so I leave Bali this time next week and head to Singapore for a few days where I'll be teaching meditation next weekend on the 10th of November, I think it is. So that'll be exciting and you're welcome to join me there, of course, if you happen to be in or around Singapore. And then I'll be back home in New Zealand and I still don't know what I'll be doing or where I'll be living for certain once I get there. I have some options, but none of them are really getting me super excited at the moment. And so these are the things that have been affecting my peace and my happiness a lot recently. And while I don't really have a solution yet, which makes me kind of reluctant to talk about it in too much detail. But I do know that it's simply a case of my same old familiar patterns and desire to control the situation and want it all to look a certain way, which has kept me feeling stuck around it. And as long as I'm stuck, as long as I'm focusing on that stuckness, I'm not going to find a suitable solution. And I'm going to limit and close off all the wonderful possibilities that could exist if only I was present to them. So I'm back to needing to remind myself that this is all an adventure. That this is meant to be fun and exciting. And to be here fully in Bali enjoying every moment of this wonderful experience. Sounds the monkeys. And I want to say trust, but again, like Giovanna talked about in episode 11, and Sandy's going to touch on it as well next week, is that it goes so beyond even needing to trust anything. So my thanks really goes out to Lily tonight for asking such a great question. Oh, so before I go, a little favor Please, if you enjoyed this episode or if there's been a particular episode that's resonated with you, please share it. Please share the show with someone who you feel would benefit, would resonate with it, just so that we can together make sure that get this message of meditation of consciousness of whatever it is that I do here 
to those who need it most, to those who need to hear it. If you have any traveling meditation tips to share, I'm sure there are more, please head on over to leelabee.life forward slash 23. Yes, we're up to episode 23 already. And you can share those tips in the comments on that webpage. So once again, that was leelabee.life forward slash 23. So with that, dear friends, Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. And I do praise you on your ability to show up, play big, be courageous, find peace, and live happy.